new podcast from Oxfordshire County Council. I'm Victoria Barron and I help to look after the day-to-day running of the council's adult social care teams. I work really closely with other health and social care organisations here in Oxfordshire, helping things to run as smoothly as possible. Whether that's reducing waiting times in A&E or helping people to get home from hospital as quickly as possible, we all play our part in looking after people when they're unwell and supporting them to recover at home. This can be particularly tough during the winter when it can be really busy in hospitals across the county. So I thought it might be helpful to share some of these insights, giving you a behind the scenes look at what we're all doing this winter to help support you. I've been out and about speaking to colleagues from the hospital, ambulance service and other healthcare teams, learning about the new services they're offering, including some that mean you don't even need to go to hospital in the first place, helping you to stay safe and recover at home. And along the way, you'll hear hints and tips to look after your own well-being, giving you some ideas about the support available on your doorstep. Here's a taster about what's coming up. We will be here for those people that need our services and we will treat people in order of clinical priorities. People call when they think that they don't know what to do, so they want our help and support and that's what we're there to absolutely there to do. The benefit of the urgent community response team is that they are able to undertake um, examination and um, investigations that often that you would need to go to hospital to receive so instead of going to hospital we come to your home there is a really really important message to for individuals to make sure that they are preparing for winter so what are their plans what are their you know backup um, contingencies should they start to feel unwell reach out if you do need help with with your mental health uh, and and reach out to the to the to the keystone mental health and well-being hub let's get on with hearing some of those tips that will help you and your loved ones stay well this winter. Louise Johnson is the Deputy Director of Urgent and Emergency Care at the Oxford University Hospitals. So she looks after the day-to-day running of the emergency departments at the John Radcliffe and Horton Hospitals. She has some great tips to try and keep you well and out of hospital this winter. I caught up with Louise and started out by asking her why does it get so much busier in hospitals as it gets colder? Firstly, we have a lot more um, infectious illnesses, um, which many people will be aware of in just generally in the community. But also people can have these whilst they're in hospital and that can either be they're admitted to hospital as a result of those illnesses or they can have something else wrong with them, like a broken bone and have that illness as well at the same time, which obviously makes it more difficult for them to recover. And what we are really worried about during winter is that um, people can be more susceptible to infectious illnesses and that can have a significant impact on their ability to recover and their resilience against other bugs that are around in the community at the time. So um, we also have the the weather to contend with as well during the winter months, which can be really difficult. um, And we are seeing much extremes now in the weather, aren't we, in the UK? Um, So obviously icy weather and um, heavy rainfall, etc. can prove to be really difficult driving conditions and we have can, can have um, lots, lots of nasty accidents or people slipping over on the ice, which can contribute contribute to a higher number of people needing the emergency department, for example. Uh, and as we know, that does that can lead to some very busy times, can't it, mm-hmm. for our staff and and obviously for the people that are coming into hospital. So, how can uh, Oxfordshire residents, do you think, make a difference to those pressures? Um. Well, I think firstly is for the people of Oxfordshire just to be aware of all of these things and just to make sure that they're looking after themselves, 
as best as they can and that are taking sort of care and attention on their journeys and how they move around from place to place and where they need to be. Obviously, with people socialising indoors during the winter months, that increases the likelihood of coming down with some of these nasty bugs that are around. So just thinking about some really good principles that we learned during COVID around um, hand washing when you're out and about in public places. And if you're not well, then saying, do I should I really go to this social event because I've got a bit of a cough and a cold? And what might be the impact on other people if they spread it around? So just looking after yourself and um, putting yourself and your own health first. Um, and taking up um, the vaccinations that are offered to us this winter, whether you're entitled to a COVID booster um, and the flu vaccination, taking up those to so that you're doing everything to protect yourselves. I think are the two key main things about keeping yourself well this winter. And I think the other thing that I would ask people to think about is um, if they do have a friend or a family member that is in hospital, um, over the winter months is to think about how they can support their discharge home, whether that be volunteering to come and collect them from the hospital so that we're not relying on hospital transport or offering just to do some check-ins on them. Knock on, if you have an elderly relative, knock on the door. Are they OK? Um, do they need some essential groceries buying for them as they return home from hospital? Oh, I think they're such good points, Louise. And I know certainly even when I'm unwell that I'm certainly reliant on other people to perhaps get out and do the shopping or to be able to pick up the cooking. So working out whether or not you've got a buddy or a neighbour or a friend can be such an important part of that keeping well at home um, plan, can't it? It really can. Yes, definitely. And um, I think there's a lot we can do to support one another in our local communities. So I'd really kind of urge people to look out for one another this winter. But for those moments when things have really, really people feel are feeling really poorly, what advice would you give about when is the time to really seek that hospital um, support? So whilst we'd like people to stay at home as much as possible, we know that people recover from illnesses much quicker at home in their own environments and rehabilitate much quicker. Obviously, we don't want people to put off coming to hospital when they really are poorly. So I think you first need to think about Am I managing at home? Am I, is my pay managed at home? Am I becoming um, too poorly that this can no longer be managed at home? And obviously seek the support of the things that are available to you in your local community, whether that be a pharmacy, your GP, um, community nursing teams. Tap into those people and seek their advice. But there will come a point um, where you cannot manage your condition at home and you do need to access the services um, within our hospitals. And that's fine. We will be here for those people that need our services and we will treat people in order of clinical priority. So those that are poorliest get to see us quickest. And if you're less poorly, then you might have to be one of the ones that waits. And we are you know, sorry that people do have to have do sometimes have waits in our emergency departments. But that's just unfortunately how it is with large numbers of people needing to access our services during difficult times. So really key about that messaging, isn't it, again, about everything that we can all do to keep ourselves as well as possible at home. But importantly, the hospital is, of course, always there as and when or if if that's absolutely needed. But I think I'd probably agree with you, Louise, that most people actually do really want to stay at home uh, as much as they are able to do so. I think most people would rather be on their own safe or, or on their own beds, wouldn't they, if they were feeling poorly? and certainly not in our one of our waiting rooms. But the important message is that we are here if you are unable to manage your condition at home.
You may remember last year that a team from the John Radcliffe Hospital featured in the BBC's Panorama programme, showing the great work of their hospital at home service. That's where hospital level support, care and treatment can be provided in a patient's home. In Oxfordshire, there are a range of teams working every day in the community. The urgent community response also work in people's homes to deliver rapid support to people when they are experiencing illness. I spoke with Antoinette Broad, senior clinical lead who's part of that team, to find out more about why you might find it useful. The benefit of the um, urgent community response team is that they are able to undertake um, examination and um, investigations that often that you would need to go to hospital to receive. So instead of going to hospital, we come to your home. That's excellent, isn't it? And really reassuring that actually people don't always have to make that trek out uh, to a hospital to be able to get the investigations or the support that they need. So who decides when a member of the urgent community response team would attend your home? So in the event of um, somebody becoming unwell, um, there's a sort of variety of routes in which we take, aren't there? So, I mean, sometimes we might call an ambulance um, or we might call our GP. So um, in the event of um, that contact being made, if I use a, a GP as an example, um, the GP would just call through um, and say that they um, are have a, a concern about one of their patients and they would like to speak to our urgent community response team. And then we have a conversation with them in relation to um, what their concerns are and whether or not um, it's appropriate for us to attend. So how do you think that's going to feel different for a person receiving that care compared to what's been available previously? Um, I think really quite significantly for, for patients that I've um, and my team have um, visited is it negates the need to go to hospital. And when I speak to individuals about their experience of going into hospital, people have always very, you know, um, appreciative of the care that they've received. Um, and of course, there are times when we really do need to go to hospital um, and, you know, it's very necessary. But none of us want to go to hospital. I think if you asked anybody if, the, you know, if what would, you know, do you want to go to hospital? You know, every single one of us would answer absolutely not unless it's really necessary. Um, you know, if we don't, if we can provide the care in a patient's own home, in their familiar environment around their family and friends where they feel safe and secure um, where they can easily access the toilets you know they can go and make themselves a cup of tea when they want one who wouldn't want to stay at home so I think how it feels different for patients is that um, they they get the care they require so they feel reassured and they stay in an environment that they want to stay in. And finally, I've been busy talking to people from across the system and gathering tips for how we can all stay well this winter. What would your tips be? Well, generally my tips are, um, you know, sort of really to keep it really simple. So make sure that you eat well and drink well. Um, you know, it's really important. Um, and sometimes it can be really challenging if we live with, um, sort of conditions that maybe impact on our appetite um, and often as we get older 
we we don't feel as thirsty so we we sort of forget to drink um it's really important so um eating and drinking well the other thing that i think is really important is that if you feel unwell or if you've had a bit of an incident incident where um you've lost your balance or you might have had a fall let somebody know um because it may be an indication that um, and an early sign that you may have um, sort of an underlying infection, for example. And if we um, if you talk to somebody and we catch that early, um, then, you know, your recovery is 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 likely to be much quicker. So this winter, there are even more ways that people are being supported to recover from being poorly at home. And if you want to know a bit more about the urgent community response service that Antoinette was talking about, you can search for the Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire and Berkshire West Integrated Care Board's Stay Well pages. It's in the hospital at home section. Obviously, there are clearly some times when hospital is the best place for you. And that's where our local ambulance team comes in. South Central Ambulance Service covers a huge area, including Oxfordshire. And like all health and social care teams, the winter months can be especially busy. But when is it right to call them? It can be quite confusing, can't it? I caught up with Kirsten Willis-Drewitt, Head of Operations for the Ambulance Service here in Oxfordshire, to get some tips about when you might need a paramedic and when there could be a better option somewhere else. We like people to call, obviously, if you're really sick, um, if you're un- if somebody's unconscious, um, if they've been um, experiencing some chest pain, perhaps, so maybe a heart attack or suspected heart attack, um, or stroke-like symptoms as well, so any of the um, loss of speech, um, or facial droop or loss of control of an arm or, or leg. Um, they're the really, really important ones that we need to get somebody called out to. Would you say that it's true that sometimes maybe an ambulance isn't always the the, the right option for a person? Yes, certainly. I mean, in fairness, people call when they think that they don't know what to do. So they want our help and support. And that's what we're there to absolutely there to do. Um, But in reality, um, not everybody gets conveyed to hospital by the ambulance service. Um, So about 10 or 12 percent of our calls that go into either the 999 service or the 111 service um, actually result in in not um, even having an ambulance dispatched to them. So dealt with by our highly skilled clinicians, we have paramedics and nurses and even some doctors that work within our control room um, that allow us to be able to sort of filter those patients so that they can get referrals into different pathways. Um, And roughly about 40% of those patients that we do actually go out to are again not conveyed because we are able to refer them through to other services, Um, things things like GPs, pharmacies, um, urgent care response. So we've got teams in the community that can actually come into people's homes and support them. So the ideal is that we're not sending the ambulances in the first place for obvious reasons, only if it's an absolute necessity and a life-threatening emergency or something that we deem um, by triage would be appropriate to do so. Yeah, so really interesting to hear there how the ambulance service works as part of a much bigger uh, system of health and uh, care professionals that might be able to provide a, a slightly different response if it's safe to keep somebody at home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to go to hospital, do they, at the end of the day? I think most people want to stay out of hospital wherever they possibly can. Um, And sometimes we do need to go. And some services are based around the hospital for us, which means we don't necessarily have to go to the emergency department. We might be able to go to another um, medical provider within the hospital or equally in the community, which is really, really important. We have schemes like hospital at home, which is essentially like being in hospital, but staying in your own home. You get the same standard, same level of care. 
um, and that's really really important I think it helps people to to really feel reassured um, that they've got that clinical support the the doctors the nurses um, the community teams the therapists that can all support people um, to keep them safe and well in their own homes. It's really good to hear how the ambulance service works with health and care professionals to reduce the number of people in hospital by supporting them to recover in the comfort of their own homes. But it's safe to say that, as we've already mentioned, hospitals will still be busy and each winter we hear about the delays to getting people out of hospital once they've been treated. It's an area I know a lot about as I look after the day-to-day running of our county council adult social care teams. We support people to live happily and independently within their own communities. It's something we call the Oxfordshire way. But we also help people during that really difficult time between being in hospital and then going home. Sometimes after a fall or maybe having had a stroke or being diagnosed with a disease like dementia. It's a really tough time for people and we're there to help. Of course, no one wants to be in hospital but sometimes people don't have a family member to come and collect them, or maybe their home needs to be slightly adapted to help them live more independently. It can also just be really scary, thinking about coping on your own after being so unwell. Again, that's where we come in. We've got staff all over the county helping to support people with this, and we're really stepping things up this year to make sure we're helping people to leave hospital and get back home as quickly and with as minimal fuss as possible. Karen Fullers, the Interim Director of Adult Social Care, and also my boss. So I had a chat with her about the ways we can support you and your loved ones when you come out of hospital. It's called Home First. Adult social care are a really key part of the hospital um, discharge process. So we are um, able to support people via a home first approach. What does that mean? That means that we were, you know, our aim is to get as many people um, discharged from hospital back to their own their own um, home. And in doing that, we follow the people out. And once we're in um, um, the communities, we do have lots of networks where we can support those individuals with, whether it's, you know, linking them up with voluntary sectors, whether it's um, looking at what works well for them. And I think ultimately to um, support them to live a healthy and fulfilling life um, within their own home. We always see um, additional pressures in hospitals over the winter with increased illnesses and respiratory conditions and you know I mean this year we've got a number of plans in place alongside the NHS haven't we? In order to um, support us working together, we've absolutely looked at changing how we work with our with our providers. So Home First works seven days a week um, and we work with our providers seven days a week to look at facilitating discharges. But I do think in terms of where we talk about winter, there is um, an element where we work really closely with our um, voluntary and community sector. And there is a really, really important message to for individuals to make sure that they are preparing for winter. So what are their plans? What are their, you know, backup um, contingencies should they start to feel unwell? And what can we look at doing differently so that hospital is absolutely the last, the last resort that they um, that they that they have? So again, what does that mean? We we are um, probably providing 17% more home care hours than we were this time last year. So when you put that in numbers, we are providing over 30,000 hours of home care a week, which um, is absolutely supporting people at home, which is in, in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. And just picking up on that point that you raised about all of the information that's out there in terms of how people can make their plans for winter and be aware of the resources and community activities that are going on around them. We've got a great website, haven't we, that uh, uh, really supports that through Live Well. Absolutely. Live Well is 
an absolutely wealth of um, resource information and would really encourage um, people to have a look at that. So that's livewell.oxfordshire.gov.uk and that it gives you, um, you're able to sort of, um, I suppose, filter it so that you can do it in community areas. So really looking at, you know, what's available in your local area, but it also gives some really, really um, great advice um, and support and link networks, um, which may support you, um, you know, personally. And I think noticing that everything, every area in Oxford is different. So again, ha having the function to be able to actually do it down to your local neighbourhood is a really great um, feature of this website. So that website again is livewell.oxfordshire.gov.uk for loads of information about social groups in your local area as well as other support options in your community. So we've heard there's a definite plan for health and social care teams to help people remain at home wherever possible. But let's not forget that our communities have a lot to offer in helping us to remain well, not just with our physical well-being, but also our mental well-being. Mental health is something which can affect anyone at any time. Here in Oxfordshire, there's a range of organisations on hand to support people with their mental well-being, from local community groups to charities like Oxfordshire Mind. And there's even a growing number of community mental health hubs popping up on high streets in the county, supporting people who are struggling. Let's hear from Dr David Naidu. He's the manager of Oxford Health's Keystone Mental Health Support Hub in Banbury. It's a new service, slap bang in the middle of town, offering drop-in support for people needing help with their mental well-being. Here's David's tips to getting that support when you or someone you know needs it. Reach out if you do need help with with your mental health, uh, and and reach out to the to the to the Keystone Mental Health and Wellbeing Hub as well. We are we are here in in within the community, and and the purpose of us being here is to improve that access and and making sure people are or where we are available if they have any difficulties with regards to their mental health they could get in contact with 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 us or come and speak to us we will be able to kind of help guide and advise people that that walk in through the hub so you mentioned the hub there where can people find it we have a, a, one of the hub in Banbury in Castle Key Shopping Centre. There are also primary care mental health team supporting communities in Blackbird Lees and East Oxford, Didcot, Montage and Farringdon, um, sitting north and north East Oxfordshire as well and central Oxford. So we do have primary care mental health team supporting com local communities in, in these areas. So how can people get support at the hub and what type of support is available there? anyone can pop in um, in um, the Banbury uh, hub between uh, 10 and 2 uh, each day of Mon Monday to Friday so they can pop in if they need to find a little bit more about the hub what we do and what sort of support we offer but we also um, seeing people uh, for appointments between nine and between nine and five pm Monday to Friday and uh, these will be referrals from GP uh, there's a plenty of information on our website in terms of information for uh, mental health services um, and also information about the Keystone mental health and well-being hub so our website address is www.health.nhs.uk forward slash keystone so they'll be able to access the service but there are, there are different services as well that's available there's the 
111 mental health helpline as well if people are, 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 are struggling or in a crisis with regards to their mental health they could contact as well um, there's um, obviously um, other services like Oxfordshire Mine as well who provide the safe haven um, across Oxfordshire so so there's these services that people can access but obviously the GP as well would be another point of contact in terms of referral to the hub as well. Such an important message there. If you need help with your mental health, there is support out there. And that website that David mentioned is www.oxfordhealth.nhs.uk forward slash keystone. So there we have it. I hope you found this episode interesting and reassuring. We've hopefully given you some tips to stay well this winter. We've heard how here in Oxfordshire, our health and social care teams are working really closely together to keep things running as smoothly as possible. You've heard how this year you're more likely to be offered more medical support at home by the NHS alongside social care from the council and our friends at our organisations like Age UK Oxfordshire. And if you're looking for some additional support on your doorstep, why not take a look at our Live Well Oxfordshire web pages? I mentioned it earlier, it's a great online directory of community support services in your local area, from clubs and hobby groups to gardening services and help at home. Find all the information at livewell.oxfordshire.gov.uk. Do remember to follow Oxfordshire County Council on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, or X as it's now known, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. We even have our own YouTube channel. And you can take a look at the episode information, which includes details for links mentioned in this episode, helping to support your winter wellness. Thanks again for joining us for our first Your Oxfordshire podcast. We'll see you again next time.